Welcome to the Average Sports Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Wilson. This is our most recent episode from our YouTube live series. We're live on YouTube every Sunday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Like and subscribe on YouTube at Average Sports Nerds for more content. What's going on, Nerd Nation? It's your boy, Chris, joined, as always, by my guy, Miles Davis. What's going on, man? Yeah, what's good, Chris? Hey, man, back again for another episode. Got a good streak going, so let's keep it rolling. Yes, sir. We're going to keep it rolling for sure. I'm not even sure if I said this, but this is the Average Sports Nerds. This is about our 15th live episode, I believe. So... Like Miles said, we got a good streak going, trying to keep putting out content, keep talking sports. You know we love it, so we got a lot to get into this week. But first, as always, you know we got to do some housekeeping stuff, let y'all know where you can find us on social media, Instagram, TikTok, at AVG Sports Nerds. Go ahead and follow us over there for more updates, other type of content especially TikTok, get some cool videos and stuff up over there. So give us a follow. And then obviously here on YouTube where we do our live streams, subscribe so you're always ready Sunday nights when we go live. The next piece of news, I guess, is we're doing that giveaway, the Ricky Williams signed jersey. Still not up to the 50 subscribers yet, so there's still... Plenty of time to get in. All you got to do is subscribe to the channel and comment on our video. Comment your Instagram name just so we can get in touch with you when when you win the giveaway. So <laughs> go ahead yeah, and get yeah. on there. Yeah, everybody tap in, man. That's a that's a cool jersey signed by a great uh, former NFL player. So, yeah, tap into that. 100%. 100%. Our next campaign is going to be to get Ricky Williams in the Hall of Fame. But that's for another podcast. <laughs> And then last piece of news, and this one kind of sucks, but hey, it is what it is. Next week, we're not going to be having a live stream. we got a lot going on. Um, we're actually, me and Miles are going to be getting together for the first time in a long time, so that's going to be good. But yeah, no live stream next week, so keep an eye out. We'll probably do some type of podcast like our old format, you know, previously recorded that we'll get something out to you guys that way. But yeah, other than that, we can get right into some sports. Talk about the good stuff, what you guys came here for, what you guys listened to us for. And for me, I want to start just with college basketball this week. Uh, started up, you know, full effect Tuesday. A lot of good teams playing. Three real matchups to highlight this week. Number 10, Kentucky played. Number 9, Duke. First night of the season, Duke beat them 79-71, led by, I hope I'm saying this right, Paolo Benchero. This guy is a meat, like he's a monster, probably going to be a top five pick. Yeah, I, 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 I randomly heard about him. I was like, yeah, let me look up this guy just randomly. Saw this dude's highlights. I was like, okay, yeah, he's already NBA ready. He's got the size, the versatility. He's pretty much doesn't look like he has too many weaknesses on the court. I mean, I know it's just one game. But, hey, man, this guy really could be the real deal in the future. So he's definitely someone I'm going to be keeping my eye out for. Definitely, definitely. He's like 6'10". Yeah. Um, 
game kind of reminds me of Kevin Durant. I don't know if he has the three-point shot like that, but we'll see. He was smooth. Like you, you could just tell he had a really strong feel for the game, and it, it just it looked easy out there. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It was he. This whole first week, he's been balling out. So we'll see for sure. The other two games, uh, Friday night, Villanova, their number four, took on number two, UCLA. That was a big game. Obviously, UCLA was in the final four last year. Uh, UCLA pulled that one out, 86-77. Tough game. I think both of these teams are going to be two really good teams this year. And then last night, Saturday night, number five, Texas, played number one, Gonzaga. Gonzaga beat them 86-74. Gonzaga is a team I wanted to just talk about briefly for a second here. Uh, this game they were led by, I can't remember his first name, but Timmy. <laughs> this guy's a beast. Yeah. yeah, he had like 27 points, I think. Uh, and then also they have potentially the number one pick in the draft on their team. This guy named Chet Holmgren. I've been kind of watching this guy for it seems like it's been like eight years now but he's finally made it to college so he's a he's a seven foot guy he's got some handle he's got a real good feel for the game it seems like so i'm excited to watch him play yeah if, if you follow ball is life you've definitely seen uh chet uh, i'm not sure how to pronounce the last name but you definitely seen him out there he's tall versatile player only thing for me is i mean is he going to be able to withstand 82 game schedule i mean i think he's definitely got the talent and i mean we've seen very slim players make it to the league and have great careers but hey man it's it's a different animal to get in there so i think he's definitely going to be someone on the radar to watch out for i think he'll have crazy stat lines this season like probably near quadruple double kind of games so i think we should definitely watch out for him yeah that's a real good point he is very thin if you haven't seen him But, yeah, I mean, the other two guys, just individual players that I wanted to highlight here as the season kicks off from the mock drafts I've seen, potential top five picks right here. Jalen Duran, also a freshman at Memphis. He's a big man. I'm, I don't really know too much about him, I'm not going to lie, but the scouts are really high on him, so I'm going to keep an eye on him. And then Jabari Smith from Auburn. Again, I – like, I haven't been watching as much high school basketball these last couple of years, especially this past year with the whole COVID situation and everything. So those two guys, I don't really know that much about them, but I'm excited to watch them play for sure. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, Jalen Duran, I think he's definitely a good player to watch out for. And good, glad you brought up the team of Memphis because they had a very good high school prospect, Imani Bates. If you've been on Ball's Life, you've seen this guy too, getting buckets. Now, he's definitely gotten some comparisons to Kevin Durant. So, I mean, I, I think we're going to see some special scoring performances from him this season. And, that yeah, that Memphis could be a really great team this uh, to watch out for. I mean, they're never usually in the top, top upper echelon teams. But, hey, they might, they might be up there this year. Yeah, and I think they were ranked 12 coming in. So, they're getting some respect. They got, like you said, that's at least two NBA-level players. So, 100%. We'll see. That's a good team to watch for sure. But yeah, moving into college football, sticking at the sticking with the amateurs right now. I'm not going to bore you guys with the full top 25 this week. 
But I do just want to highlight a few games here that happened. Uh, just starting with the top five, Georgia, number one team, and they rolled Tennessee 41-17. Alabama did took care of business against New Mexico State 59-3. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Oregon beat Washington State 38-24. to So those three will probably remain intact. And then from there is where some of the big games, I think, happened. Ohio State, number four, they were playing number 19, Purdue. They won in dramatic fashion. I think they were 42-7 to at one point, but they pulled it out 59-31. So they're a team to watch out for. I know they lost to Oregon earlier in the season, but that's a storyline if the committee moves them above Oregon. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Cincinnati is number five. A lot of controversy with them, obviously being undefeated, but not playing in a Power Five conference. Sure, if you follow college football, you have heard about this. But they beat South Florida 45-28. to Not a complete blowout, but also not a, as much of a struggle as their last couple games have been. So we'll see what happens there. And then, yeah, other than that, the – there's just a couple other big games this week. Number 13, Baylor beat undefeated. Number eight, Oklahoma, 27 to 14. So that should shake things up big time in the Big 12. 100%. Um, yeah. And then also in the SEC, number 15, Ole Miss over number 11, Texas A&M, 29 19. I thought I had a read on Texas A&M. I thought they were looking like a really good team. Didn't really show up in this one, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So good win for Ole Miss there. And then Wake Forest, who was undefeated going into last week, lost to North Carolina, dropped him down to number 12 this week. But they beat number 16, NC State, 45-42. to Another another shootout for them. So not much defense getting played right now at Wake Forest, but – Hey, they're like nine and one. They're a team to watch out for. And then just finally, the biggest upset of the week, Mississippi. It should be Mississippi State, I think. Uh, yeah, Mississippi State beat number 17, Auburn, 43 to 34. So, yeah. That's what it is. Pretty chalk this week in college football. But, yeah, there were some games. I'm just – I think Tuesdays when they put out the rankings – like the most exciting thing now just trying to figure out what team is in who's not Mm -hmm. you know who's got some work to do the scenarios moving forward so that's what i'll be keeping an eye out on this week and we'll see what happens next week yeah definitely keeps college football interesting they gotta expand this playoff though just my last little spiel on college definitely need to expand the playoff to at least eight because I just think Cincinnati, uh, undefeated team, they might not be one of the top four teams, but they deserve a chance to play for the championship. So, all right, that's I'm done. That's my little spiel about college football. Let me know what you think. If you got a team that you want to see make that top four that's not in there, or you got a team that's in the top four that you don't think is good enough, let us know. I definitely want to hear it. I definitely need some more people to talk college football with. But moving on, we got to go to the pros, take it to the NFL route. 
start off and we got to start with our fantasy football league like we always do. I honestly have not even looked at my matchup in a little while, so we're going to get, you know, my first-hand reaction right here live. <laughs> and, okay, so I'm winning 59.5 to 41.4. So super low-scoring game. It looks like I had C.D. Lamb had a great week. Nobody else had double digits right now. And on the other side of the ball, I played against Matt Ryan, who had 0.6 points today. Just Yikes. awful. So 71% chance for me to win. Still got a couple players left. He still has a couple players, but I might steal an ugly one after three straight losses. Yeah, yeah man, you're looking good good this week. Yeah, for me, I'm playing against an opponent who's four and five like I am. Uh, currently, I'm losing 97 to 63. It's just, I think overall in our league, it's just one of those just kind of bad, low scoring weeks, kind of for everyone in general. I mean, there's a couple of people that are going to probably be over 120, but hey, that to me, that's not like a, a very productive week overall. Um, my team is just struggling mightily. Um, if you guys watched the Packers game, I just got done watching that. It was a, just a weird, just kind of defensive struggle kind of game. I mean, neither team could really get anything going. The Packers were able to do a little bit in the run game. But yeah, team's just struggling just to keep a short summary. And I'm probably going to dip to four and six. So I rose up in the rankings and I'm going to go right back down to where I was. So, yeah, I mean, but one thing about our league, especially this year, I was looking at the standings and I don't think anybody, had, there's one team that was eight and one. And then I, I believe I was in second place at five and four. And everybody's stuck really between that five and four, four and five. Right. So it's still a battle. You're still in this thing. Yeah. And you guys know my philosophy. Once you get in the dance, it's anybody's game. So exactly. And Tyreek Hill just scored a touchdown. I have him on my team. So hey, we're not not completely out of it just yet. I'm only got a 33% chance to win now. Hey, one out of three chances, not it's hey. not the worst. Right. But, yeah, I mean, sticking on the fantasy theme here, we can talk about some of the best players this week. Starting at the quarterback position, number one player so far at least, big bounce back week, Dak Prescott, 24 for 31, 296 yards, two touchdowns through the air, added another rushing touchdown, and a huge 43-3 win over the Falcons. Probably could have scored more, but I think he came out of the game pretty early. So, any thoughts on good old Dak and the Cowboys right now? Hey, man, all I can say is they just put a beat down. Um, that, that's just a old-fashioned beat down on the Falcons. And, yeah, just a good game, unfortunately. I hate to say it. Yeah, and the Falcons were looking good coming in. So, got to give Cowboys their credit today. Like you said begrudgingly <laughs> yeah on um, yeah on to the next one. <laughs> josh allen number two not a surprise there another guy who needed a big bounce back after a tough loss last week 21 for 28 366 yards two touchdowns and a pick in their 45 to 17 win over the jets so yeah i mean it's josh allen Solid game. yeah we know what to expect at this point 
But moving on to number three, there's two guys tied actually in our scoring format. And that was Mac Jones and Trevor Simeon. Surprise, surprise, right? Seriously. <laughs> but uh, Mac Jones, tw- 19 for 23, 198 yards, three touchdowns, and that 45-7 win over the Browns today. Huge game for him. And then Trevor Simeon, 19 for 34, 298 yards and two touchdowns and 23-21 to 21 loss to the Titans. So any thoughts on either of those guys from you? Well, honestly, the, the the Patriots are kind of impressing me. They last like couple of weeks or so, or last two out of three weeks, they've been putting up a lot of points. So just shows it looks like Mac Jones is just doing his job and just doing it efficiently. And clearly he didn't he didn't turn the ball over today and it showed in the results. Yeah, definitely. They've looked really good. I think this win puts them at six and four. Yeah. So they're looking good for a potential playoff spot. And hey, with the rookie quarterback, that that's that's saying something. Yeah. And then I we haven't done this, but thought we should maybe start doing this. Put a couple honorable mentions in here. Guys who just missed out on that top three that had good weeks. Ryan Tannehill, Jalen Hurts were also pretty solid this week. So I know Ryan Tannehill hasn't been good all season, but good week for him this time. And then moving on to the running back position, sticking in New England here, the number one back so far, Ramondre Stevenson, 20 carries for 100 yards, two touchdowns, added four catches for only 14 yards in that win over the Browns. So if you're anything like me and you benched Ramondre Stevenson in all your leagues today because you thought you had better options, well, as of right now, there was no better option. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Honestly, I haven't heard too much about that guy, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, he's a rookie. I think I don't know if he was like fourth round pick or something like that. Okay. But um yeah, obviously Damian Williams, the starting running back for the Patriots. He got a concussion last week. Well, actually Ramondre Stevenson got a concussion last week too, but he cleared the protocol. Damian Harris didn't, so he started. Got the work, did his thing this week. So we'll see what we'll see what happens moving forward. I don't who knows what Bill Belichick he might give Damian Harris back the ball. Heck, he might run somebody else next week. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But number two, and this is another guy who back of running back on his team, but AJ Dillon from the Packers, 21 carries for 66 yards, two touchdowns. Added a couple catches for 62 yards through the air in their 17 to nothing win over the Seahawks. So AJ Dillon, another good I have I have a league where I actually have Ramondre Stevenson and AJ Dillon both on the bench. So <laughs> fun times. Yeah, man, that that's rough. But it, it'd be like that, man. That's just fantasy. You, you never know with these people sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you can't really expect that. Yeah. Aaron Jones did get injured in that game, though. I did I think I did see that. Hurt his knee. So we got to keep checking on that. But if, if he's out, A.J. Dillon's going to be a guy. Yeah. And then number three, Jonathan Taylor. He's a stud. He might be the best running back now that Derrick Henry's out. It's up for debate, I think. But 
21 carries, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Six catches for only 10 yards. I mean, that adds points in your half PPR and PPR formats. So I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Good game for him. Another one. Yeah. He's definitely looked. Yeah, he's definitely looked like he's been putting up the best stats so far this season outside of Derrick Henry. So, yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, for sure. And then the honorable mentions this week, Christian McCaffrey, Antonio Gibson, they were right outside the top three there. So two guys that, hey, you probably, especially with Gibson, I know for me I needed that confidence boost in him. So 100%. good games. Moving on, wide receivers. Number one, as of right now, at least the hometown boy, Stefan Diggs, eight catches, 162 yards, and a touchdown, 45-17 win over the Jets. We all know Diggs. We love Diggs. His brother caught a pick today as well, so the Diggs family's eating. Yeah. Honestly, I hadn't heard Diggs, uh, Stephon Diggs' name too much, so, yeah, it's good to see he's back on the right track. Yeah, he's having a little bit of a down year compared to – Last yeah. year's spectacular season, so yeah, big game for sure. Number two, C.D. Lamb from the Cowboys. We talked about Dak a little bit earlier, but C.D., six catches for 94 yards, two touchdowns, even had a 12-yard carry in that big win over the Falcons. So, yeah, C.D. He's, Lamb. He's a, beast. He's, a, he's a beast. Complete stud, man. I think he's – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's pushing yet for like that top five, top maybe top ten, top ten. Yeah, he's got to do some more inside the top ten. Yeah, a little bit more work. We need yeah, we need more production. Number three in this complete surprise, Kendrick Bourne from the Patriots, four catches for ninety-eight yards and a touchdown, and three carries for forty-three yards. In that big win over the Browns. So I'm not really sure if this was garbage time or what, but hey, he made the list. So yeah, Patriots players showing out today. Yeah, 100%. They got a guy in top three quarterback, running back, receiver, and tight end. So wow. Yeah, <laughs> big week for them. And then the honorable mentions two young receivers, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Smith. Both right outside that top three. So shout out to those guys for sure. And then lastly, moving to the tight end position. I, I just said the Patriots had a guy in the top three for each. Number one tight end this week, Hunter Henry, four catches for 37 yards, two touchdowns. Just yeah. Smash week for the Patriots, man. <laughs> yeah, I think we just got a whole summary of all their scoring just by mentioning all those players. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like We pretty much just covered that game from the Patriots' perspective. Yeah. Uh, from the Browns' perspective, there was not much going on. So, yeah, we covered yeah. that game. <laughs> yeah, I know the Browns had a rough game without Nick Chubb out due to COVID. Unfortunate. He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> on one of them. Yeah, I mean, Dionis Johnson didn't do too bad. I saw he had like 99 right. rushing yards, so just barely didn't get 100. But, yeah, I don't know what went wrong today for them. I got to watch the highlights again on that one because that was a shock to me at least. Yeah. But number two, 
This happened on Thursday Night Football. It was Mark Andrews, six catches for 63 yards and a touchdown in a 22-10 to 10 loss to the Miami Dolphins. So, strange strange week of upsets. We'll, we'll get into, a, into one that was important to us in a little bit. <laughs> but um, last but not least on the tight ends, number three, Tyler Conklin from the Vikings. What a stat line. Three catches for 11 yards, but two big touchdowns in their 27 to 20 win over the Vikings. Hey, my man was doing his work in the red zone. I mean, yeah, in the red zone, man. That's it. <laughs> Touchdown <laughs> specialist. <laughs> hey, I go, I go to sleep happy with that stat line. Oh, 100%. That's <laughs> fantasy gold right there. Just, yeah. I only want my players to get on the field in the red zone. It's fine. But, yeah, honorable mention, I think all these guys had, like, the same amount of points, but Dan Arnold, Austin Hooper, Gerald Everett, some other guys who, hey, if you played them, they did pretty solid. But, yeah, we can move on to our top games of the week. And you know where I'm going with this. Hey, we got to let them know. And it's a miracle I made it 25 minutes. I tried so hard not to bring it up. Not to mention it, but we did it. We, we beat the champs, the Washington football team that is. Yes, we, we still are fans. If you were wondering, we did it today. Yes, today, at least for one week, we are winners. Team played a great game, beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 29 to 19. Um, this takes us up to three and six, drops the Bucks down to six and three. I'll, I'll let you start. Do you have any anything yeah. you want to say about the team? Hey, hey, man, defending Super Bowl champs had to take an L this week. I know the record's still pretty solid, but hey, shout out to the Red, the Washington football team. They actually were able to execute and execute through the end of the game, which was what I was just 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 happy to see. Like just just finish the game off when you have the lead for most of the game. Don't let the other team get back in it. Stomp on their necks, so to speak, and that's what they did. So happy. Uh, I think Taylor Heineke actually got the player of the game, if I'm not mistaken. So I've had my doubts about him, but hey, he, he get the wins. That, that's the most important thing. Yeah, he definitely, definitely came through today, 26 for 32, 256 yards and a touchdown. I thought he played his best game of the season up to this point. And as a team – Obviously, you know, beating a good football team like this is our best game, but just wire to wire, it seemed from the beginning of the game, shockingly, the football team was in control of this one. Tom Brady didn't look very comfortable all day. The receivers, they for the Bucks at least, they helped us out and dropped a few passes, but the coverage was pretty solid for the most part other than right. Mike Evans' getting wide open for a touchdown. But, I mean, I just kept thinking the whole game, like, we're playing so well. How how are we going to mess it up? You know, I'm waiting for that shoe to drop, you know, so to say. Is, yeah. Or I'm just waiting for that that big mistake, the fumble, the, the false start on third and one, and then, yeah. you know, having to punt or something. But it's all, it's it, it just something. didn't happen today. So – Maybe maybe this team's 
I'm wishful thinking here. Maybe this team's turning a corner. I know wins like this is are good for the whole organization, the culture. Everybody's happy. And I just want to highlight one drive in this game that this is shocking to me. I'm still surprised on how we did it, but Tom Brady threw a touchdown to Mike Evans, like I mentioned earlier. That brought them to within four. They actually missed the extra point, so that was big too. But that brought them to within four with about 12 minutes left in the game. And football team methodically ran the ball, smart pass plays. Taylor Heineke was efficient, and they ran over 10 minutes off the clock, scored a touchdown and put us up two possessions and didn't give the ball back to the Bucs until there was only 30 seconds left in the game. So just a dominant drive right there. Best moment of our season so far. Probably going to be the best moment of our year. So I'm I'm super excited about this game, man. Like, I, yeah. this is our Super Bowl. It, it is. Yeah, for real. And, and yeah, it's good, it's good that you mentioned that drive because – for the great teams, they make these drives way more often. And for a team like us, we don't make it. Unfortunately, they, they don't execute. Hardly ever. <laughs> yeah, to, to have a drive that w- went over 10 minutes, that's that's good for any team. I mean, it just shows that you were productive throughout the drive. And, yeah. But the great teams do that a lot. We do that here and there. And today we chose a great team to do it against. And, yeah, I'm just really happy that they got the dub against the Bucks. So that, that's huge. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my only question is just where has this been all season? But hey, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna accept it. I'm gonna be happy with this win. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask for too much here as a Washington fan. Yeah, because you know next week it can be like, whoa, that's not the same team we just watched. So yeah, that's usually we gotta stay, we gotta how it goes here. <laughs> yeah, well, last piece of news on us for at least for me from this game. Chase Young went down, yeah. non-contact. Uh, they're saying it's possibly a torn ACL. So, obviously, if it's that, his season's going to be over. We'll see, man. We'll see. It's it's a rough situation. Wish him nothing but the best. But I do want to say, too, this guy's a leader. I love having him on the team. Just the way he was still on the sidelines, room for his team. You you would have thought he was a coach or something, or he was coaching up players. He was talking to Rivera. I I, I just love like I really like this guy just as a person. Yeah. So yeah, there's not too many people built with that kind of leadership. So yeah, that's it's just great to have on the team, like you mentioned. So yeah, I mean, we can move off that one. I honestly would love to talk about that for the rest of the podcast, but not sure how much the people listening would really appreciate that. So we will move on. We do got a Alex Nick sighting here in the chat. He said, my guys, go birds. So shout out to Alex here. Not not the go birds part. They did get a good win today, but yeah. We, we got to get you back, man. So you guys heard it. We're, yeah, we're Calling for you back, man. Let us know if you everyone go spam Alex. Spam Alex. Tell him to get back on the podcast on Sunday nights with us. Yeah. 
All right, moving on, though. The other big game, at least to me, the Saints at the Titans. The Titans got to be the hottest team in football right now. Even without their best player, Derrick Henry, they've won two straight now without him. I think seven straight overall, beating the Saints 23-21. to Taking them up to 8-2 and two on the year. First place in the AFC right now. Saints dropped to 5-4 and four as their second straight loss. Obviously, Jameis Winston got went down. So, Trevor Simeon has been starting. But what do you think right now in the Titans? Is this team legit? Man, I, I, I definitely think they're legit. But I don't know. I just feel like they're not that team that's going to execute in the postseason. Like, though, they, I think they can get a win. But I don't. I really don't see any further than that, and, and especially without Derrick Henry, if he's going to be out the rest of the season, which is most likely the case, I don't see him as a Super Bowl contender. But I, I definitely see them as a solid, like high seed in the playoffs. But I just don't think they can win it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think their ceiling is cap, kind of like you were saying. If they don't have Derrick Henry, they're winning these games. Like today, they didn't really have much of a run game. But they still pulled it out somehow. So I'm not sure. The defense has actually been playing really well. So we got to see if that continues because that wasn't expected coming into the year. They weren't very good last year. So, like, obviously it's a new season. These guys, 10 weeks in now, they're pretty proven. But like you said, we got to see it in the playoffs. I'm kind of with you. They're not really the team that I would pick. But they're also not the team that I would want to play either. So right. Oh yeah. No, that's facts. That's facts. So yeah, I think this team solid. I think Ryan Tannehill is actually just a solid quarterback. I don't think he's good, like elite or anything. But I also don't think like they need to be running out to replace him. So I think he can do some. But going to the Saints side of the ball, they were without Alvin Kamara in this one. Mark Ingram took over. Had over a hundred total yards and a rushing touchdown. So he wasn't too bad. We mentioned Simeon. His numbers weren't the greatest, but they also weren't pretty – they weren't bad either. So, yeah, I don't know. percentage wasn't all that, but other than that, it, it looked like a pretty nice stat line. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. This team lost to the Falcons last week. So, two straight losses for them. They're down at five and four. Just without Jameis Winston – I don't think this team's going to make the playoffs. It's going to be tough. Um, they, they, the Saints definitely play a lot of teams really, really well. But, yeah, it's going to be tough, especially uh, a lot of teams like to go off momentum and two straight losses. I mean, it's a relatively short season, so it might be kind of hard to bounce back from that. So, But, I mean, we'll see. They, they, they can might be able to pick it up. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to see. I think they would still be in the playoffs right now. The season ended today, so yeah, Trevor Simeon's gonna have to make some throws down the stretch of these games. Personally, if it were me and I was the coach, I'd be starting to take some hill. He's obviously probably not as good of a passer, but I just think he can run, he can do more, he opens up more for the offense. So he's like a yeah, multi-threat kind of player. He can do it all. Yeah, definitely. And then I don't know. I don't know, man. I just – I think a lot of times 
decisions are really obvious. Like that one to me, we've seen Trevor Simeon before. I don't think he's that good at all. We've seen Taysom Hill. I think he's at least he, like like I said, he can do some things that that Simeon can't do. So I I don't know. Hundred percent. But hey, Sean Payton, Super Bowl champion coach, seems to have been good all these years. Could have just been Drew Brees. We'll see. But yeah, moving on from there, we can just highlight some of the other games here around the league. Starting with that Dolphins Ravens game Thursday night. Dolphins beating the Ravens 22 to 10. Not sure if you watched that game at all, but just these last two weeks with these upsets, including us, including the Jaguars beating the Bills. Uh, there's another one I think I'm forgetting here, but yeah, craziness, man. Crazy. It is. Season getting real, real interesting. Yeah, another game that was pretty interesting today, too, up in Pittsburgh, the Lions actually tied with the Steelers 16 to 16 today. Ugly game. Big Ben missed the game due to COVID protocols. So Mason Rudolph started at quarterback. Obviously, if you've been watching football for the last few years, you know Mason Rudolph is very bad. So no surprise there. I was really hoping the Lions could get this win because I don't really know how many other games they're really going to have a chance. So Right. At least they didn't yeah. lose. <laughs> yeah, I, I just hate that you can tie like like that in a professional game, especially when there's just not that many games played. Like I just that that just bothers me. But that, that's for another conversation. Yeah, I don't like it because at least if I remember correctly, the overtime used to be 15 minutes, and in the regular season, I think you could still tie. But I just don't understand shortening it. If you could still tie, like I just yeah. feel like that just creates more ties when exactly I don't know. I don't, I'm with you. I don't like ties. Somebody needs to win and somebody, somebody needs somebody to lose. Like, to yeah, like you gotta just like that's why in the NBA, it's just like it can be triple overtime. Like someone's gonna win this game, like and you, then you yeah. have a game the next day, anyways. Like, like nah, someone's winning this, but hey, that, that we can maybe when we have an episode, maybe we do NFL rule changes and we can. Uh, talk about our gripes about it, but that's for a different conversation. Hundred percent. I'm just saying, even like soccer and hockey, they got penalty kicks. We need yeah implement something like that. Field goal kicker all <laughs> kicker all. Dude, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be lit, God. Because <laughs> everybody on the like, team got to hit like a 25 yard or something. <laughs> that'd be that'd be lit. That'd be lit. Yeah, that would be fun. But, yeah, we can move off of that game. Talk about some more Bills over Jets. We mentioned a little bit, 45-17. Panthers over the Cardinals today, 34-10. to Cam Newton, Cam first Newton. game back in Carolina, two touchdowns. Hey, they're trying to feed my man. Yeah, you didn't even start the game. They just <laughs> throw them in when they get close. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I mean, obviously, the Cardinals didn't have Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins, so yeah, I'm not really reading too much into it for them. So, yeah, we can move off that one. Patriots over Browns, like we said, 45-7. to 
Colts over the Jaguars, 23-17. Closer than it should have been, the Colts. Colts, they're just, I think, like a mediocre yeah, seven, seven and nine. Or they play more games now. Eight and nine. Eight and nine team. Uh, Cowboys over the Falcons, like we mentioned, 43-3. Packers shut out the Seahawks, 17-0. First time Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson back. Yeah. yeah, it said this was actually the first time he ever been shut out in his whole career. So, crazy. Uh, Eagles over the Broncos, as Alex was alluding to in the chat, 30-13. And then Kirk Cousins and the Vikings over the Los Angeles. Angeles Chargers 27 to 20. And yeah, that's with that Chargers loss that actually sets us or well, in the Broncos loss, I assume, sets up the Chiefs Raiders game is actually being played right now. Whoever wins that game is going to be in first place in the division. So I can double check that in a second here, but we'll see. We'll see what happens there. You got any thoughts on who pulls out that AFC West? Uh, honestly, I, I can't doubt the Chiefs, honestly. I mean, they've been there just too much. And I still believe in Patrick Mahomes. Like he's, I think everyone um, it will go through a rough stretch in their career. I mean, you're just like there's no, it's so hard to be consistently great for a long period of time, and especially in football with just so many different interchangeable parts. I mean, I still think the Chiefs got the best chance. I mean, their offense is still really dynamic, and I know their defense has been extremely suspect. But um, I still think that they could beat the Chargers, all these other teams on any given night. So, Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. I definitely got to go with the Chiefs, too. Just a lot of the reason you mentioned. But I just look at the other teams in the division and the Broncos. They're all right, but they're really, they're really better than Chiefs. Like, I don't think anybody believes that. Uh-huh. The Raiders, I'm sure there's some people out there that actually believe in the Raiders. I don't, man. I I just I don't know. They were six and two last year, and I don't think a lot of people remember that. And they just completely folded. So I got to see it first. And they got a lot of drama going on this season, anyways. So it's they got a lot of distractions. So we'll, we'll see about them. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And then the only team that I feel like would give the Chiefs a run for it is the Chargers. Agreed. And they're just. I don't know. Herbert's still kind of young. Hasn't really had too much of a history of just winning. Even back in college, he wasn't the most winningest guy at Oregon. So right. I I don't know. I it would just be hard for me to pick anyone over the Chiefs right now. In that division at least. Right. And yeah, with that being said, I mean, just for just to keep it updated here, the Chiefs are up as we're recording this 10-7 on the Raiders. They actually just kicked the field goal right as I was saying that. So, looks like we got a tight game there. Definitely going to tune into that as soon as we get off of here. And then, yeah, last thing on the NFL this week, the Rams take on the 49ers tomorrow night. Monday night football should be a good one there. Maybe. I don't know. The 49ers didn't look so hot last week. (laughs) Yeah, hey, Odell Beckham on the Rams, though. Yeah. Let's, let's let's see. That's big. That's big. And actually, real quick, uh, 
just Robert Woods. I don't know if you heard the news yeah. this week, yeah, but I did hear that Friday in practice towards ACL. Hey, actually, when it happened, they said he didn't really think it was much of anything. And then they did some tests, torn ACL out for the season. That's just brutal, man. completely brutal. But like you he said, was a, he was having a good season. Yeah, he was like he, he started off kind of slow. I know a lot of people that drafted him in fantasy were upset. But after the first like two weeks or so, he's been like a top seven receiver. So yeah, even with Cooper Cup doing his thing. So yeah, it's a big loss. But like you said, Odell Beckham gonna be stepping in. I don't know how he knew that that was gonna happen. That the targets were gonna be there for him, but it seems like they're gonna be there for him on a good yeah. team with a good quarterback. Yeah, I was about to say Matthew Stafford's slinging that thing now. So, hey. so yeah, I think I think our question is gonna be answered finally because I still have questions. I don't think you. I'm with you. I think I'm in the camp with you where. You don't just fall off overnight. You know, you don't just yeah. be one of the best receivers in the league. And because you got traded to another team, you just lose your talent or your ability. You're just not still right. good. Like, so I I think he's still – I'm not saying he's going to be elite top five or anything like that, but I definitely think he's going to be productive second half of the season. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and especially once they just get more chemistry, I mean – I think we saw even on the Browns. I mean, he he honestly, I, I was actually looking through his highlights because I think NFL put up a video of his highlights, and he he was honestly had some amazing plays on the Browns. So I, I think he'll be fine, and I think they're just gonna. He's on a dynamic offense now, and the Rams it just seem like they're going for it, trying to acquire some of these players uh, mid season with uh, him, Von Miller. So hey, you never know, man. They they're really trying to make sure that they get deep into the playoffs this season. Hundred percent, man. Like. That Von Miller move, they said he's going to be ready to play. I don't know how much, but he'll be ready to play tomorrow night, too. So, yeah, we'll see. They got stars. They got big names. That's for sure. Yeah. Hey, and, and they're in L.A., too. Hey, the L.A. teams are they're, they're live right now. NBA as well. Yeah, 100%. As far as, the, as far as the talent and stuff. Yeah, you know, L.A., they keep a team. Any sport, yeah. they keep a team. But, yeah, I mean, I guess from there, we can move on, kind of spend a decent amount of time talking NFL. But we do got a few minutes here to talk NBA. And you know where I'm going with this first. This was, to me, the most entertaining story of the week. And we got some feud or we got some beef going on, a family feud. That's what I was going to say. Uh the Jokic brothers versus the Morris brothers. Now, for anybody who hasn't seen it, wait, which, uh, let me ask you, about which one plays for the Heat? Is it Markeith or Marcus? Do you, do you know? Okay. Does it matter? I couldn't even, <laughs> even tell you with any conviction, man. I really, I really couldn't even tell you. I've never known really which one who's who, to be honest. They've been in the league for so long. I just, I, like, I'll never know who's who. I think I, I think I just know Markeith was at one point on the Clippers. I think. And I'm not even 100% sure about that. Okay, because when you said that, I was going to say that. I think I know that Marcus is the one with the Clippers. <laughs> uh, might be, I don't know. Be. I don't know anymore. Either way, one of the Morris brothers uh, decided to pick up a foul on Jokic in the open court to stop a fast break. But he gave him a nice little elbow to, to the ribs. Seemed like he like... Garbage lit- time. Garbage time, too. 
Yeah, he like lifted him off his feet. Like Jokic's not a a small dude, so like he, I just wanted to make that point. Like, he he did hit him pretty hard. So yeah, uh, completely blindsided. No, nah, yeah, in the middle ahead. of the court. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, just in the middle of the court, it was just it was just a bogus foul, and for people like defending him, it's it's absurd to me. Yeah, hundred percent. So then, obviously, he walks away. He's thinking nothing of it. Jokic runs up, like winds up, and just just chucks him from behind. Completely took him out. It was pure comedy to me. Obviously, I I recognized it. It's, that's a dangerous play, you know. So, I mean, not even a play for us. That's a dangerous both, act. Both, both were. Yeah, 100%. Like, somebody really could have got hurt here. These are two big dudes, and especially the Morris one where, he, you know, he's not looking at Jokic. <laughs> Jokic gave him a cheap shot, but, I mean, he had just given hey. him one, so. Hey, you better focus. That, that's like putting your hands down to fight and thinking the dude is not going to hit you. It's like, hey, defend yourself at all times. Like, he, he thought Jokic wasn't going to do nothing. He thought he was soft. Hey, as, as a as man to man, bro, he, he couldn't let that happen. So, I – that that's that's Morris's fault for turning his back to a situation that he initiated, and that that's what I look at it. Hundred percent, I agree with that. I agree with that. Look, I'm not, I'm honestly not even really that mad at either person here. Yeah, I'm just yeah. entertained yeah. by the story. I want to see these teams play. I want to see when Jokic plays against the other brother. If if anything goes down there, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, I'm excited for this and. That leads us to our question of the night. I put it as the title of this video because it's important. Who you got in the fight, the Jokic brothers or the Morris brothers? Hey, man, two of them were <laughs> basketball players, and I heard the other two were like MMA fighters. So, and they all, and if they're as big as Jokic's or anywhere near that, hey, I got to take the dudes that like fight as their profession. That, that, and hey, maybe the Morris bros, maybe they could take them, but. Just me just trying to make a rational decision. I, I got to go with the Jokic bros. And they hey, they look like kind of some scary dudes. If you've seen some pictures, though. They, I look, they, look, like, they, look, they look like some foreign gangsters or something. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, they look kind of scary, man. They, they do for sure. I think it will be a good fight, though, either way. Like, the Morris, <laughs> the Morris brothers is big. And they, they're a little crazy, man. So, like, I yeah. do think they'll get it in. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm, t- I'm going with the Yogesh Bros. <laughs> going with the Yogesh Bros. They say one of his brothers is three and zero in MMA or something. So all yes, knockouts. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. That is what I like to hear. I want to now. I'm actually gonna like, look him up, see some of these guys' fights for sure. That's wild. But yeah, I mean, we can actually talk about. Some other real on the court news here. Going with our hometown team again. This right now is good to be a Washington fan. The Wizards are actually in first place right now in the East, nine and three. I know I talked about the hot start a couple weeks ago. I think we both said we didn't really think they could keep it up. So I mean, at least for another couple weeks here, they've been keeping it up. What what are your thoughts right now on this team? Honestly, I'm I'm kind of happy with this trade. I mean, they kind of got rid of Westbrook. I mean, obviously, he's a great individual player, but they got a lot of good pieces and a lot of players that are really good at different roles. 
Um, Spencer did when he's coming in, getting like 20. He's able to get high high amount of rebounds and still assist the ball. Um, Montrezl Harrell, who, they, who I don't know if this is true. They're talking about this man is like sixth place in MVP voting as of right now. Dude, he's hooping. Like, <laughs> he is like, balling. And then Kuzma hitting clutch shots and back-to-back games. I mean. He's having a breakout year. Yeah, and uh, obviously still got Beal. I know he's he's kind of had a little rough rough start to the season, but I mean, obviously, I, I don't doubt him that he could pick it up at any time. So I'm, I'm excited about the Wizards. I think their team is better than it was last year, and they made they made the playoffs last year. And hey, let's try and hopefully they aim for something a little bit higher this time, maybe like a five, four, four or five seed. Hundred percent. I'm with you too. I'm starting to get excited. Got a, a couple friends that were hyping up the Wizards, and I'm like, nah, you guys are just crazy, you know, Wizards fans. I thought this team was going to suck. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, I, I wasn't a big fan of Kyle Kuzma, but hey, he's really showing me something. And then Montrez Harrell, he was kind of like an afterthought for me. I figured, you know, he's hustle, role player type guy, but right. he's been incredible this year for us. He's rebounding, he's scoring, he's playing defense. Like, Never known as a defender like that, but he's blocking shots. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm excited. We still don't have uh, Thomas Bryant. That's another big body I could get in there. And um, who's the other one? Gafford's been out, the other big man. So, I'm excited for this team. I think we can do some things. I'm with you. I think we can get, like, a four or five seed at least. Yeah, who knows? You know, I, like you said, we made the playoffs last year, so – my thought is that you always got to be improving. So we got to win a playoff series this year, and I think we can do it. 100%. I hope so. But, yeah, I mean, we can move off that, talk about some so other teams in the East aren't doing as good. Starting with the Bucks, defending champion Milwaukee Bucks, only 6-7 and seven right now, currently in 11th place in the East. Uh, do you have any, any theory right now on the struggle? That's rough. I mean, I think I, I think if I remember correctly, I think I saw Middleton has it was at least out for their most recent game. I'm not sure how long he's been out, but um, yeah, it's 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 just a little weird because I mean they've been the team that's getting over 60 wins uh, the last couple seasons or close to that up high 50s. So yeah, they're definitely not on pace for that right now and. Yeah, like you mentioned, they're in the 11th spot right now, which is pretty alarming considering that they were the defending champs. So, hey, I, I think I think they'll definitely get back in the mix. Though. I mean, I I see like the Cavs in the top six. I mean, I, I I doubt the Cavs will stick up there for that long. Even though surprisingly they're playing really well too, and hey, their young players, Ricky Rubio has been playing really well. Um, uh, I forgot the rookie that they got. Um, I forgot his Evan name. Mobley. Yeah, Mobley. Yeah, he's been balling so i think they can still get back in the mix yeah that's a good point i'm not really too concerned it's six and seven really 13 games in for them so i'm sure they'll get it going Giannis is Giannis. like you said the Cavs were actually another team that i did want to talk about here nine and five up in fourth place do you think it's sustainable because it's another team i thought they'd be worse than the wizards coming into the year, and I thought the Wizards were going to be one of the worst teams. <laughs> so that tells you where I was with them. I think they're starting Laurie Markkinen at the three, which obviously 
he doesn't have the foot speed and stuff to play on the wing. Yeah, he's he's been having a player. terrible year, but somehow they're winning and they're in fourth. Yeah, I think Mobley has honestly been probably and honestly Ricky Rubio. He's always never he's never been like an elite elite point guard, but he's always had the great feel for the game. And I think one game he had like thirty seven with like eight three pointers. So hey. If he's going to be playing anywhere near that kind of level, I mean, obviously anyone you're putting up those kind of numbers, you're you're going to begin wins. And I think Mobley's just been great on both ends of the court. I mean, he's not putting up like the greatest offensive uh, numbers, but on defense, like he's making it happen and he's changing shots, blocking shots. So, hey, I don't think it's sustainable though. Yeah, I don't really think they're going to win that many games this year. They are off to a good start. Great for their sake, I'm, I'm hoping they can keep it up, you know, make the playoffs or something. But I can even see them dropping all the way out, like not even getting in the play-in games. Oh, yeah. But I will say I do think this Mobley dude, I just saw for the first few games, I actually picked him up on my fantasy team, so I'm a little invested. So I've been watching him a little bit. And he's been great, man. Like He actually looks like he just has a good feel for the game. He's going to touch around the basket. He can shoot the midi. Haven't really seen him shoot too many threes, but he can hit the midi pretty well. So I think he's gonna be good, man. Like his defense oh, yeah. is incredible. I feel like I feel like he's doing what we all kind of thought Marvin Bagley would be doing at this point. And Marvin Bagley has pretty much essentially been like a no-show. Like I don't remember this guy ever making the headlines in the NBA for a given week. Like I, I but I feel like they're kind of the same kind of player, but obviously um Bagley's just not not at that level. He's been in the league for a while, like two or three years. Yeah, Bagley. I think I'm pretty sure he's still in the Kings, but yeah, they're looking to move him. Yeah, he doesn't even. I don't even think he plays that much. Yeah. So you can't even get minutes on a on a bad team. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, but I do got to highlight the chat here again. Alex is in here. I'm I'm not sure what what you're trying to say to us, Alex. I. I get the gist of it, though. He just said, hi, Nikki can't. Y'all are too optimistic. So he must be referring to when we're talking about football team. And I just was, I'm not sure 100% what you'd be referring to there. I'm not optimistic towards anything. Like, this team is not going anywhere this season. <laughs> like, we still we need a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, we lost our franchise player. Montez Sweat, the other defensive is already out like, I'm not optimistic really about this team and this season. I'm just extremely happy to win <laughs> to win a game yeah. over the defending champs. It feels good. Yeah, man. When we can get a win like that, man, that's that's the only reason why we're that happy. Next week is a whole 100%. separate situation. <laughs> yeah. Pick hey, pick against us next week. It'll go good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I I will say I it's gotta be the only time we beat Tom Brady. I, I I don't ever remember any time in my lifetime, at least, where we, we beat Tom Brady. So, Yeah, it would have been nice if this win came last year. <laughs> oh, no, don't even get I, I don't want to take myself mentally to that place of how great that would have been. But, yeah, let's get back to the NBA. We got off topic there a little bit, but I had to, had to respond to make sure people don't, people don't think we're – you know, the typical Redskins fans thinking that this is our year now, anything like that. <laughs> but, yeah, sticking in the East Conference, the other team that was in the East Conference finals is also struggling. The Hawks 
They're four and nine, currently 13th in the East out of 15 teams. So they were very bad so far. And it, I, I'm, I, I was looking. It doesn't seem like there's really any injuries I can highlight. So not really. What's your thoughts right now? Yeah, I just think it's their defense. Um, I just seen today Trey had forty two and ten and and eight, so he he went he went off today. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think it's their defense. They they went against the Bucks today, just FYI. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's their defense. They, I think they'll get a rhythm back. I mean, I, I feel like their scoring is never really going to be a problem. They're just one of those teams that's just great at scoring. The defense is like questionable, so. I think eventually they'll get back into the mix. But I I don't know if they'll be as high as the sea as they were last year, though, because, I mean, they're kind of far down. And I, I think the East is, a, like, relatively competitive. Like, there's no super elite team um, besides the Nets, really. Uh, yeah, I, I think they can get back in the mix. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, it's only 13 games out of 82. So there's still plenty of time. I think this team's got a lot of talent. I just think that they might actually have too many guys that yeah. play like shooting guard. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it's just hard sometimes for them to get a rhythm. You know, you got Cam Reddish, you got Werder. Yeah, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, Hunter gets in there sometimes. DeAndre Hunter plays the wing. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I just think a lot of times. They all can't. They all can't eat. You know. You know what I'm saying. So like, sometimes I don't know. One of them's got to take a step back, or I think somebody's got to get hurt. So so we can open up some minutes here, so so guys can get into a little bit better rhythm. Hundred percent. Because if you remember last year, most of the season Cam Reddish was hurt, mm-hmm. so the rotation just pretty much worked itself out. And Warrior had a really good season. Uh, he was making big shots and everything. Exactly, and and yeah, Werder, he seems to be the one that's like really struggling yeah. this year. So we got to see what happens there. It's it's a little bit concerning, but it's still super early. So I'm not too concerned. This team has talent, but then yeah, we can move. Last story we got on the week: Western Conference. It's one team, one player we really need to talk about. Everything else in the West, when I check, Austin is pretty chalk. The good teams are pretty solid. The bad teams are pretty bad. And then we have the Warriors, who I'm not sure where anybody knew where to put them at the beginning of the season. But if you didn't put them at the top, you would be wrong, because they're right now number one, first in the West, first in the league, 11-1. and one. And I just wanted to highlight the crazy week that Steph Curry's been having. Honestly, it's probably not even that crazy for him. He's probably had weeks like this before. Yeah. But still, still got to give him his credit. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, he did. This another guy got on my fantasy team. We're going crazy this week. Oh, yeah. I know you'd be winning <laughs> three pointers every single week. It's not yes, even, sir. It don't, even be close. it don't even be close. And actually, he, that's another part of this week that I didn't even put in the notes here, but he broke the record for all-time three-pointers made in NBA history. So, yeah, best three-point shooter ever. I think we already knew that. 600 less games than Ray Allen. <laughs> it's just crazy. Like 
That's that's insane. It's crazy for me to think about where that number is going to be, like when he retires. No one's that. That might be the most unbreakable record when it's all said and done in NBA history. We'll see. We'll see. I think I don't know, man. We'll get, it might get to a point where they're shooting even more than they are now. Yeah, yeah that's that's so true. Because yeah, players like Trey Young are already coming in the league, just getting up big time shots. So yeah, that's 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 very true. Got a gun. <laughs> But, yeah, just highlighting Steph's week here. Monday against the Hawks, 50 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds, 4 steals. Wednesday against the Minnesota Timberwolves, modest game, 25 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. And then Friday against the Bulls, 40 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds in that one. All three wins. I'll just say now uh, they can give him this award for Western Conference Player of the Week. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's, and, that's yeah, yeah, that's that's written in stone. But yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you. I think we had this conversation a little bit in one of our earlier podcasts. I know Kevin Durant, he he be efficient, but I'm telling you, this dude Curry, he he just gets buckets. Like I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard. To, I mean, and he's clearly always going to have one of the best true shooting percentages in the NBA every single season. So, I mean, dude, I mean, he's just proving it again. I mean, he's literally on his way to another MVP. Uh, I mean, as long as he keeps it up. I mean, 11-1, and one, I mean, I don't know how long they're going to be able to keep that up for. But, hey, I heard Clay Thompson could be coming back before Christmas time. Or so, so, something like, like a month. That. That's, Jan- that's like yeah. a month. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And then, or before January, and then you know they still got Wiseman. Still, I mean, like this team could be really dynamic. And uh, I, shout I, out to Gary Payton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's talk. Let, let's talk about this man. For this man is the only dude in the league recently that I've seen that score a bucket and then immediately just full court press. Just like the in it. Like I love that. Like no one, no one Ooh. does that anymore. I love it. Just like just the energy, like the passion, like dude has bounce. I mean, he had some of the best highlight plays this past week uh, in the NBA. I mean, I think Curry threw him like a crazy high lob and he just went up, got it and just he just flushed it. So, um, yeah. And, and still Jordan Poole. I love I love watching Jordan Poole play. Yep. Dude, dude's, he's just he's like a he's just fun to watch. He, he's just a bucket getter. Um, and yeah, the Warriors, I mean, they're they're solid, man. I mean, I think they just have that that uh championship pedigree and like i think this is like a time where it's kind of showing i mean they, they're they're relatively healthy from what they've been working with the last few years and uh yeah i think i think it's showing because i mean they're i think they're in the top i know they're in the top one offenses i mean th- not top one top 10 offenses and then probably top 10 in defense as well so yeah yeah 100 percent, man and just looking around at the rest of the league right now i know we've talked about the lakers struggles a little bit in previous episodes, we've talked about the Nets. They've been struggling. Obviously, we know the situation, not having Kyrie. We don't know how that's going to, you know, happen. Yeah, so I'm really excited, know. man. I think this Warriors team has just as good a shot as anybody else out there to win the championship this year. Yeah. And that's, to me, I think that's pretty crazy to say. I didn't think that I would be saying that, you know, especially after they lost Kevin Durant. I thought, Man, they would be a pretty solid team, probably win a couple series and stuff. But to think that they might be a favorite for the championship, that just, to me, shows the greatness of Steph Curry, the greatness of 
the Warriors organization, if I'm being honest, yeah. just re- replacing the role players and getting guys that can play well off Steph. So, yeah, that's that's a great point. And yeah, we might as well touch on the Lakers too. Um, they got probably the most star power in the West when everyone's healthy. And uh, yeah, they, dude, I, I don't know what's wrong with them. I honestly, I, I think it's just like their effort. Like it just seems like they're, they're every team is having their best game against them, and you just watch them play. And I mean, it's just easy buckets by like just random players that you don't even really hear about. And and yeah, AD Westbrook. I mean, they're doing their thing, but it's it's just like I think it's just the effort. It, that's what looks like is lacking to me on the Lakers, and obviously not having LeBron, which is probably the biggest issue. But I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, for me, it's not having LeBron. You know. Yeah, I mean, but but they are starting to get their players back. I mean, I know T, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. He played. Uh, he played today. Wayne Ellington's been getting back in the groove. He hit five threes. So I mean, they, they they might be getting back into a little groove or something. I just I just wish LeBron was playing. Honestly, I mean, I, yeah. I really stay up. I stay up for these ten thirty games just to watch the Lakers play. Just because I mean, like I just feel like they have the most star power outside of like. I mean, I think they do have the most star power out of any team when everyone's healthy. So I look forward to just watching them just as a basketball fan. But 100%. But yeah, they're, 100%. They're, strugg- they're struggling, though. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not too worried about just the Lakers team. My only worry is LeBron James. If he's healthy, I think the Lakers got a good shot at it. You know, I think that they could definitely win the championship. Even – I'm not going to say playing the way they are now, but I think, you know, you get LeBron back. They play together for a few weeks, maybe a month or so. I think they'll be rolling good. I just, with LeBron being, what, 37 now or 36, going on 37, something like that. He's getting up there, and these little minor injuries are just seeming like, it's just happening more frequently, and it's it's worrisome, you know. And as somebody who hasn't ever really been like the big LeBron fan, I'm nervous now because you know I don't I don't want to see him get older. I don't want to see him start to fall off. But it, it it's in the back of my mind every time he gets hurt now. So, yeah. what are your thoughts yeah. on that? <laughs> no, dude. I mean, I, that's obviously something to take into consideration because I mean, I'm sure back when he was like his first run on the Cavs when he was like 26. I mean, he probably would, he wouldn't have even told anybody about this injury that he's dealing with now. He probably would have rolled through it. But like you said, father time is, I mean, dude's 37. I'm pretty sure since he's been in the league, he's probably played the most minutes out of anyone total playoffs, regular season. So yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely, I think he's going to break the all time record for that. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, dude's played so long. I mean, any all time record that he does, like, I, I saw the three-point list because Curry broke the record. I mean, like, LeBron is, like, he's, like, six or seven. And I'm like, bro, LeBron. <laughs> like, that's like that's crazy to me. But, yeah, I mean, his, his longevity is, is impressive. But, yeah, the, the injuries and just, like, I guess that not them not getting that chemistry, um, it, it could hurt. Uh, you know, it, And you never know about AD, man. Like, I, I, I almost, like, I love watching. I don't really love watching AD play, but I'm always scared. I'm always scared for this, man. Every time, he, <laughs> bro, every time he jumps, he falls. Every time he gets ran into, he falls. I mean, like if someone touches his knee, he goes down in like like agonizing pain. It, I, I saw this funny comment on YouTube, and it was I forgot what the acronym was, but they said Anthony Davis is gonna lead the league in most uh 
injury scares and like someone wrote out an acronym for it and it was actually pretty funny but <laughs> i agree with that because i mean he dude is on the verge of getting hurt every time he plays but he played well he played well today he was actually a beast he had like 34 and 15 so yeah no nah, that's a good point man he literally is the most frightening player to watch i really hate watching him play honestly because <laughs> i don't like seeing anybody get hurt but like yeah. every time he goes up, it's like, oh my gosh, he's gonna be hurt. He's gonna be hurt. It's kind of like when I used to watch RG three on our oh, on our Washington squad way back in the day. You know, after his injury, oh. it was like every time that he did anything, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's gonna get hurt. He's gonna get hurt. It made you cringe when he got tackled. Yeah, and it's like it takes the enjoyment out of watching. You know, yeah. a good player play, so it, it just sucks, man. Yeah, and and it's kind of crazy. There's it's one particular play that I see the Lakers do a lot. Is like they like to do like a little V cut back door cut for Anthony Davis. Westbrook throws it up to him, but I don't know. This play just looks dangerous because the people will usually be directly under him, and I'm like, dude, this this is this is a setup for just a bad situation. Just knowing how fragile Anthony Davis appears to have been like in his whole career, so. Yeah, that's just something to watch out for. Like, don't be surprised if he gets hurt in that play because it just looks like a dangerous play. Um, but I mean, it works because Anthony Davis is a beast. But hundred percent, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, it's I know exactly what you're talking about. Every time he goes up to that lob, and they usually foul him like like half the time yeah. they foul him, so he ends up hitting the, the ground hard. Like, yeah, save that play for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, for real. We, we don't need that in the. 11th game in the regular season it's too early yeah. yeah but i mean i guess from there it's not really much more to talk about unless you got something else uh nah i wasn't too much this past week um i think a lot of the big events were la- uh, what we talked about last episode so yeah nothing from me yeah definitely definitely do gotta mention again Get in on the giveaway. I do have it right here. Let me grab that just to show you one time. If you're still watching here, Ricky Williams signed. It's still in the package. Like I said, we're gonna keep it nice and nice and fresh for you. Subscribe to our channel. Comment your Instagram name so we know how to get you how to get in contact with you. That's it. Follow us on social media. Any social media at AVG Sports Nerds interact with us i'm sure we'll we'll be happy to talk back talk some stuff with you got some questions for us hey we'll help you with your fantasy team if you want (laughs) hit us up man we're out here but that's it for tonight so yeah i mean thanks for the support have a good night if you're listening to this later on have a good day morning whenever and keep nerding it up peace y'all